isn't that a lovely, lovely sound? Good morning. The sound of birds tweeting in a wood and the distant bells of a French Catholic church. Listen again. Probably only just hear the church bells, but you'll hear the birds. Good morning. We've woken up on our campsite, which is some, I'd say, 20 or 15 miles away from the circuit. Different one to where we are usually. We usually were right next to the track at the Porsche Curves, as you know, but not this year because it's sold out. And what a lovely place this is to be as well. A massive campsite, huge fields next to a chateau and the Greaves Motorsport team are also here as well, they're staying in the chateau, the rest of us are pitched in these fantastic tents which travel destinations supply if you rent a space you can rent a tent as well they've put the tent up for us oh I've discovered that the bells are coming from a different direction <laughs> to what I thought, they're over here, we can hear the bells over here Stevie and Zog, how are we boys? Rested? Remarkably. Yeah, rested, refreshed, ready to go. Good. And no drama in the night then? No number three Audi spun off with bad tyres or anything like that? That's usually what happens, isn't it, in the night? That didn't happen. It seems like we've got all the main P1 contenders still running and still running strong as far as we can tell. We've just had a quick skim of updates, but yeah, all those Audis and Porsches are still going at it and I'm delighted to say it's a Porsche 1 too. Well, I'm particularly delighted to say that the Porsche that's in number one is Nico Hülkenberg. And Stevie's happy because... Oh no, hang on, the Corvette isn't winning. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, Stevie. Actually, no, I honestly I thought, thought, I thought the Corvette it was. was winning. No, is it not? No, that's right. Uh, Ferrari was winning it. Yeah, Ferrari's winning it. Yeah, but by a handful of seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's how close this endurance racing is these days. Yeah, and we'll be there hopefully in just over half an hour. You know, There'll be four hours still to go. Yeah. 20 past 10. Let's get out there and see who is going to win this race. Time's now just after 11 o'clock. And slightly surprisingly, the drive from the campsite to the Circuit de la Salle took 20 minutes, Stevie, would you say? Tops. Yeah. Tops. That was really impressive. And it makes camping off-circuit practical if you can get here and not miss the end of the race. Because, as you know, Zog and Stevie missed the start of the race. But, you know, you live and learn. Every Le Mans Don't is different. Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. No, no, no. I'm just talking through the logistics of advice for our listeners yeah. on what they should do when they come to Le Mans Good, yes. with us yes. next year yeah. in Absolutely. this car <laughs> all of them all 36,000 of them <laughs> the space the space we could get, yeah yeah we could get a roof rack it's a very generous car the Porsche it, it's surprisingly so <laughs> I have got five people in it in one occasion have so, you yeah so it's, it's surprisingly roomy but... car behind boys move out of the way we're walking by the way from the car park now to the circuit you can probably hear in the background the sound of well mainly helicopters but also those lovely racing cars which whilst we slept for six hours i suppose it was they just kept going incredible it's the day again
left of 24 hours of racing at Circuit de la Sarve. Stevie Zog and I are installed in our vantage point at Tete Rouge. And Porsche are leading this race. Hulk's car could be the winner at this stage. Which I'm even more pleased about than I thought I would be, to be honest. I'm buzzy. What happened to Audi, Zog? Well, during the night, they just had a couple of little problems. They had a penalty. Uh, Bodywork issues as yeah, well. Yeah, that was on the 7 car, I think. And then the 9 car, they've had it in the garage doing a little bit of work. And I'm not, not sure. We're still catching up a little after our night's rest. So I'm not sure what the problem with the 9 car was, but they've had mechanical issues. It's interesting that Audi have fallen prey to probably what they were hoping would happen uh, with Porsche and would benefit them and uh, the Porsche have had a better run and they're on for a one too and Stevie's happy because the race in the GTE is pretty darn close for him as well his Corvette is running second I think at the moment yeah the Ferrari is still leading the Corvette but it's so close you know it's a matter of 20 seconds or so that's nothing with three hours to go so nothing nothing well let's see how it plays out to go in the 24 hours of Le Mans and slight drama and there goes the dramatic car by the way slight drama in GTE Pro where Giancarlo Fisichella and Tony Volander's Ferrari has just been overtaken by the Corvette I'm hoping for the Ferrari win in GTE Pro but they've uh, pulled into the garage Cleveland puncture so they've lost the lead so the next two hours for them is going to be a race I can see the car being wheeled into the garage much like something slightly more serious than a puncture however uh, in the rest of the grid Earl Bamba in the uh, number 19 Porsche my Porsche is leading race at the moment Brendan Harley currently at second place in the number 17 Porsche that's the Mark Webber car and the leading Audi is the number seven driven by Benoit Tullier at the moment in third place so if it stays as it is it looks like Audi could get on the podium but this looks like it is going to be a Porsche win although I have to say it's very cold the temperature here I don't ever remember it being this cold on the last day at Le Mans in many years I've been coming and that drop in temperature rather suggests that there could be a weather change going on. We had a few sprinkles of rain as we walked up to our position here. And it could actually rain. Unusually, it hasn't rained for the full 22 hours so far. But if it does rain in the next two hours, that is going to put the... I was going to say cat among the pigeons, but that's too much of a cliche. Why don't we say that's going to put the low grip surface amongst the race cars? Because that means the same thing. Yeah. 
and a half to go and I said rain could be a possibility and I can actually feel a few drops on my face and it is sprinkling slightly in the pit lane at the moment but with exactly one hour and 34 minutes to go Nico Hulkenberg has got into the number 19 Porsche if they can maintain this one lap lead that they have over the number 17 Porsche, then Nico will cross the line, not only as a driver in the winning car of the Le Mans 24 hour, but the man who drives the car across the line. Winning Le Mans at his first attempt. I'm not tempting fate, we're not there yet, but that's what I want to happen. Now, also, I should point out that I'm having reasonable luck further down the field. Whereas uh, my Ferrari, the number 51 AF Corsa, is now in the garage having some very serious work done at the back, which means to Corvette. The LMP2 car that I've been watching with Nicola Lafayette is leading LMP2. So, in theory, I could score a two out of three victory this year, which may be a historic win for me at Le Mans. Not only did I win the race to Le Mans, but I think uh, I may win two out of the three races at Le Mans this year. Pretty good hit rate. I'm happy with that. Stevie Stacking, who's having his first ever Le Mans experience, just returned. He's been down at the fence. Very excited. Why? I know. Because the Corvette is winning. <laughs> you wanted that. I hate I, you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. The thing about the Le Mans 24 hours is it's not over till it's over. And it's just starting to rain. It's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at moisture on the screen of our recorder here. That's not a good sign. It can all change. And with the weather changing, it's not done and dusted yet. I'm still hoping they're going to get that Ferrari rebuilt and out there. And it'll make up its, what, four-lap deficit now. Oh, how many laps are the winning cars going to do? Is it 300 and something? No? I can't remember. I'm not sure what their target is. Just a little thought about the, uh, the fullback. It's, it's like the minion of the sports car world, you know, despicable me. It's, it's this crazy little yellow thing. You're faffing around in your fancy Ferrari. This mad yellow thing, street cars, as it... It's, it's a minion. It's fantastic. They, they should paint a minion on the side of that car. You wouldn't see it. Yeah. It's the same yellow. <laughs> They've missed a chance there. There should be a Despicable Me 2 sponsorship. Next year, we'll be back. I know you'll be. You're addicted, aren't you? You'll never, you'll never get me away from here. I'm going to chain <laughs> myself to this stand, and I'm not going home. Direct emails to Emma to make sure that Stevie can come Sorry. next year. 364 days to go. The countdown starts in about 
one hour and 24 minutes when this race finishes. One hour and 20 minutes to go and more drama, the Bicolis car that uh, once was going to be a Lotus with a BMW Judd engine I believe but is now running under the Collis brand. Dribbled past us here at Tetra Rouge making a horrible noise and in the meantime the number 23 Nissan has I can see that the Collis has spun on the screen somewhere. That looks like the Porsche curves, I think. So uh, that's clearly having severe problems. Looks like perhaps the engine locked up. It's running again now. Sorry, the number 23 Nissan was also in trouble. The circuit. Imagine that you run for 22 hours or thereabouts. Oh, it's a hard race to win. It's a hard race to finish, let alone win. It's a difficult enough race to even qualify for this one. Yes, I don't think I've got the strength or the endurance or the powers to go for another long-distance race. One hour racing left in the 83rd running of the Le Mans 24 hours. And I don't know if, like me, you like to listen to the commentary where you are, whether you are here for the race or you're listening online at home. But the Radio Le Mans team are superb. John Heindorf himself has just taken over for the last hour and a half of commentary. Probably the greatest motorsport most human motorsport commentator since Murray Walker. I could listen to John Hindorf all day. He brings a level of excitement and clarity to this sport, which is superb. The whole Radio Le Mans team must mention Shay Adam, Paul Truswell, Nick Damon, Bruce Jones. I'm sure I've missed some of them off there. Jim Rollin. Hey, Jim, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Jim in the night. I like his cool, laconic style. When Hindorf winds it up for the last hour, you think, crikey, here we go. He just has that skill, that ability. How are the cars looking, John? They're not as dirty as they often are when we've had a wet race. It's been quite dry. They don't look as filthy as they often do, do they? No, they're not looking as beaten up, as shabby as they often do. They're not... But shabby is good. A raced Le Mans car that looks like it's been raced is even more sexy than a brand new one fresh out of the box. Yeah, if it, if, it, if it looks like it's been out there doing its job, yeah, that's a proper Le Mans. It's earned its stars. Yeah. I noticed that the number 22 Nissan GTR, if you look at it, 
some of the red panels are different colours. There are bright red panels and dark red panels. I'm not sure it started the race looking like that, but I like this sort of Mondrian patchwork quilt look it's got now. Have you noticed? Do you think they've faded a little? or I don't or they, know. Or they're or they've, picking up dirt slightly differently. Or they've or pulled or... bits off and thrown new bits on. I, yeah, probably, probably, probably they changed the panels. Look, there it is. The rebellion, which is this gorgeous crimson colour, because it's using this chromed finish. It's got a great big black carbon fibre unpainted panel at the front. Nice. And we haven't mentioned the Toyotas. The Toyotas are still running, not on the podium, but they're nowhere near. No, I mean, yeah, they're running solidly, they're still out there, but they're nowhere near the sharp end, which is a shame. A great shame. There are rumours that Toyota are considering doing away with the supercapacitors and putting batteries or a flywheel in next year and doing away with their motor and putting in a turbo, smaller motor, which would make it closer to the sort of engines that they're running on the road cars these days, I think. And closer to what Porsche are doing. Yeah. I'd be interested to know if it's the case that they're thinking of moving away from supercapacitors. I'd be really interested to know what the engineering thinking behind that is, where the advantage comes or where they think they are having a problem in running their cars from using supercapacitors rather than batteries. Just the whole how you store and recover electrical energy is uh, an interesting problem. I'd like to know what, what is behind that. Yeah. It's probably a supercapacitor and a battery system, so you have a rapid charge and discharge, plus a kind of a reservoir that can charge more slowly and discharge more evenly as well, perhaps. Well, I don't know, but I haven't heard of anybody having a problem with their batteries because they can't pull enough current out of them. True, yeah, yeah. You might have a problem because your wires aren't thick enough and, you know, you're overheating things. You might have a problem with heat dissipation batteries are getting very hot but in terms of actually pumping the electrons out quickly enough I haven't heard of that being an issue on an entirely different technology note though I've had a real problem with the ACO's 24 Hours of Le Mans iPhone app and I suspect any other listeners who've downloaded that app and have been trying to use it for live timing are also a bit fed up with it because a couple of days ago it was working fine yeah and every time that I've tried to do this, like yesterday and today, I get an error message either saying that I can't use it because I need an internet connection. Uh, okay, so maybe I'm in a black spot there and I'm not going to get it. Or it's just that I have to update the application and I have to download 66 megabytes worth of updates. You can't um, do that in the middle of a field You can't of do that in the middle of, in the middle of France when you're getting a trickle of data. And I cannot believe the application was working a couple of days ago. I can't believe that whatever they've changed on that app is so important that it needs a 66 megabyte update yeah, yeah, yeah. to make it work better. You know, because we just want the live timing. I want to an updating screen of the latest lap times with maybe some record of previous laps and fastest laps things like that I want timing information I don't care about the rest of the stuff and I was getting that a couple of days ago 
So whilst so the ATO are good at managing the technology that's used in the cars at racing their event, they're struggling a little bit with well, their app. Yeah, and again, they're putting on a great event. You know, we're all having a great time here. It's, you know, wonderful atmosphere. We're big fans of the ACO. Oh, yeah. But either they or whoever they've asked to make their iPhone apps uh, uh, drop the ball a bit on this one. It's quite annoying. Anyway. I should point out that as we uh, walk past the ACO building last night on the way back to the car, you observe me get down on the floor and bow in homage to the ACO. (laughs) Bless the ACO for their long, long commitment to creating the greatest motivation. Oh boy, 45 minutes to go to the end of the race and the leading car in the GTE amateur class terrible name for that class by the way I think it should be called GTG Grand Touring Gentleman Drivers and Lady Drivers GTGL but the leading car, the number 98 Aston Martin Vantage GTE, driven by Paul Dallalana at the time, Canadian driver, seems to have gone off on the circuit and is out, which means Patrick Dempsey's Porsche is now running second and the lead has been inherited by the Ferrari of SMP Racing. How about that? 45 minutes to go from that's the nature of this race I have to uh, add a note to the Aston Martin team there with Della Lama in the car I had no idea that the spiritual leader on earth of the was a fan and indeed a driver of Le Mans racing incredible and what a nice guy the Dalai Lama is I like him even more. Oh, now I know he's a motor racing driver. <laughs> 24 minutes left of 24 hours racing. And this is how it looks. The leader in LMP1 is the number 19 Porsche 919 hybrid driven at the moment by Nico Holkenberg who shared the car with Earl Bamber and Nick Tandy who both came up through the Porsche Super Cup so it's a proper Porsche car I should point out that that was one of my picks for the race probably my favourite of all of them so I'm very happy in LMP2 the leading car at the moment is the number KCMG car, the Oricon Nissan, driven by Matt Harrison, Richard Bradley and Nicola Lapierre from A1GP, so another one for me. In GTE Pro, sadly, Gemma Maria Bruni, Tony Valander and Giancarlo Fisichello's car get problems, which means that Stevie Sackin's car, the Oliver Gavin, Tommy Miller and Jordan Taylor Corvette, the number 64 car, looks like it could win. But the best result at the moment for me, this warms my heart, in GTE Am, the lead has now gone 
to the driver with the best name in motorsport this year. I mentioned it on the last show. The driving the SMP Racing AF course, Ferrari 458 Italia, the number 72 car driven by Andrea Berlottini, Alexi Bazov, and the winner in the German Pooing Championships, Victor Scheiter. minutes to go which is probably three and a half laps left and the red and yellow stripe flags are being waved by the marshals indicating that there is reduced grip I can feel spots of rain not very much just spots of rain on the back of my neck here that's very very cold oh the Thomas car just went past they've got that running again well done everybody at the end they'll be classified and in the distance, I can see a lot of rain. I really can see it now on the tree line. And down on the straight, it's very wet. Now, the number 19 leading Porsche came in and stopped for fuel a minute ago, but didn't swap to the intermediate tyres. It's raining at the Ford Chicane. Yeah, at the Ford Chicane. That's not where you want rain. You don't want rain anywhere here at this point in the race. So with just 11 minutes to go, things are tricky. Dunlop Bridge waiting to see the number 19 Porsche driven by Nico Hulkenberg to appear and to go past us for the last time for the last lap of this enormous circuit all is quiet there have been ripples of applause for the various GT cars as they go past for the last time Oh no, that's the Toyota passing. That's the uh, number one Toyota. Ripple of applause for them. That's the Dempsey Porsche. Was that the Dempsey Porsche? That was the Dempsey Proton Porsche, yeah. But where is that mighty 919? I'm looking at the TV now. I can see they're going through. Is that the Porsche curves? Where are they? and Aston goes past. Applause and lots of cheering and hugging going on in the various pits. There goes the G-Drive Sam Bird car in LMP2. Any moment now. There goes the other Audi running, the number nine car. Oh, 
that's it. The 919 crosses the line with Nico Hulkenberg taking the win for Porsche, giving them 17 wins and taking that challenge put to them by Audi. That is the first time a non-Audi has won this race since 2009 when Peugeot scored a home victory as the French team. I am deeply admiring of Audi's effort, their phenomenal success at Le Mans, but I have to say that Zog sitting alongside me, a long-time Porsche file, and me, a huge fan of Nico Hülkenberg, here he comes, are absolutely thrilled. Listen to this. Well done, Porsche. Well done, Nico. Good lad. Wow. Wow, and there's the number 17 Porsche Mark Webber car following. I must say, it's not just a Nico Hülkenberg victory, but uh, Tandy and Bamba are also in those cars. As all the drivers in the open-top LMP2 cars wave from their cockpits. The beautiful rebellion looking resplendent as they go past. The remaining LMP2 cars, everybody standing, absolutely everybody around our part of the circuit. The marshals all waving their flags, stood on the circuit. This is the enormous relief, even the by Collis car. I've no love for Collis, but they're running at the end, so well done them. And it's raining. Le Mans finishes for 2015 in the rain no incidents in the last few minutes but it could have gone so very wrong for anyone such is the fine balance required to finish this race you have to put a car together that not only can win is quick enough to win is reliable enough to win your team is organized well enough to win but also have to avoid many of the pitfalls of the weather slippy surface slower cars and just plain bad luck and there goes the final gtr nissan running the number 22 car very warmly received for being such an unusual and innovative wonderful car to take part in the greatest race in motorsport and still they come round for another one there's the g-drive car still running what an incredible race i'm gonna give one of the last words to stevie sacking stevie how'd you feel uh, emotional i can see your glassy eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's herculean isn't it it is herculean yeah. it's just yeah, I, I, it feels so long ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That race, well, it was practically a whole season ago, you know, it, 24 it hours like of it racing. It feels like how they've gone through a day and a night. Yeah. 300 and I think 94 laps run by the leading car. Not quite the record. But what a race. Thank you for listening to us prattle through the day through the night on the way here enduring the racing Zog waving his Porsche flag happy Z oh yes that's a fabulous fabulous race great result yeah very happy very happy man right now I sincerely hope 
that you lot listening to this are as happy as we are here. That was a magnificent Le Mans this year. And you know what? Next year, Ford are returning to this category. They're racing in GTE, which will have a new name next year, the GT class. And they're racing the Ford GT on the 50th anniversary of Ford's first win at Le Mans. I like to hope I'll be here, and I hope you will too. Thank you for listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. I'm Gareth. See you for the next show. send us an email see pictures get song lyrics join our facebook fan site follow us on twitter or to find out about sponsorship opportunities go to garethjones.tv gareth jones on speed is made in london by whiz bang gareth jones on